Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we've got a very special treat. We've got uh, Newcastle young gun, Bradman Best, on the show today. And uh, Bradman, you know, he's quite young, but you can just tell he's got a massive future in the NRL. He has a chat with us about his journey to first grade, the injuries that he suffered already in his short career, uh, the effect of guys like Caelan Ponga and Mitchell Pearce on his career and how he's going in these New South Wales Blues camps that he attends and what he's taking from them and how it's turning him into a better footballer. It's a really great chat with a young superstar of the NRL and I hope you enjoy it. Let's kick it off. Helmet on Mawadi, gives it to Best. He'll take some stopping. This will be an amazing try. Bradman Best, raise your back, Bradman. He has scored a great try. Welcome on, Bradman. How are you, mate? Good, thanks. Yourself? All going good, all going good. Tell me the story of Bradman Best. You were born in Manly. I believe you moved up to the Central Coast. Did you play your junior footy up there? So I'm, um, yeah, born in Manly there, Manly Hospital. And then, yeah, moved down to the Central Coast there. Grew, grew up on the peninsula um, around the Amino at Long Beach. So, yeah, lived at Long Beach for most of my life. Family's still living there now. I've moved to Newcastle. But, yeah, I grew up on the Central Coast there and, um, yeah, I loved it. I love where I lived, and uh, every time I get the chance to go back there, I'm uh, always jumping in my car and just getting there when I can. What position were you playing as a young bloke? The young bloke, uh, growing up doing your footy, I was I was more of a lock. I, I played a bit of lock, um, sort of in the front row there for a bit as well, and uh, and transferred. I think uh, a bit of five eight as well. It wasn't till started, I guess, playing. After I made the transition out to the. Um, outside backs but yeah growing up I was more of a play anywhere sort of type thing I don't think you'll get an invitation back to the um, front rowers club mate <laughs> yeah no nah, I think that's, uh, that's long gone now but, I don't think you're upset about yeah. it either nah, yeah no nah, I'm pretty happy I'm out in the back now so no nah, it's good tell me about um, your junior rep footy where'd you play Harold Matthews and SG Ball so my junior rep footy I was yeah lucky enough I got to play there at the Knights as well so I played yeah, young Hard Matthews was in the We We um, made it to the GF, but we lost that against Power. And then the following year, I got to play my own age, Hard Mats. And, um, yeah, lucky enough, we got we won that comp, which was um, pretty special. Yeah, win, winning the Hard Mats comp there. And then the next year, following year, I played Year Young SG Ball as well. We um pretty good team that year, but we um lost to the Dogs in the major semi. So we got knocked out there. I think we come third. Yeah, come third that year. And then... Uh, yeah, the following year, I think uh, I was just I was training with Reid at the time, and and yeah, I didn't play my own age SG ball, and then through injury, I didn't get to 
20s that year either because I was, um, I think I was 16, I think. So I was, I was 17, too young, too young. They weren't letting me play. They'll just hold me back. So, yeah, I was just training, I guess. And whenever I could, yeah, I'd jump into grade training. I think it was about a week, I think, there. So that was keeping me busy. And, yeah, just at school. So I didn't get to play 20s or anything year young. But well, I played it last year. Yeah, so I guess coming through all my junior footy was for the ninth, yeah. I guess your your bad injury run it isn't something that a lot of people are aware of. Can, can you give me a brief summary of the injuries that you have had over the last few years? So the last few years, I've had a few injuries. Um, I had three hip avulsion fractures, two on my left side, one on my right. They were pretty tough injuries. Um, both they all took about, oh, I guess, three months, three months to fully repair from. So that was when I was a bit younger, and then following year I had a shoulder reconstruction. So yeah, that took a while to fix that. Six to eight months recovery, I was back in six, I think, or yeah, a bit six, I think, and then come through. I always, always had injuries, I've had uh, groin problems, stuff like that, knee problems. I did my MCL um, grade three, so I was out for a while there. On my ankle, which that took place last year, it was annoying. That was um, the syndesmosis. I've had, yeah, um, broken pinky, dislocated pinky, stuff like that. Yeah, other than that. At the moment, I'm doing all right. The injury the part of the game, I guess. The injury's come with the game, but the focus on the negative side. Obviously, when when it happens, you know, um, yeah, I'm shattered and I'm frustrated as it why it happened to me. Sounds to me like it's been quite character building for you. Sure, feels a lot of character, I guess. And these injuries, I guess, I wouldn't have that mentally toughness or yeah, the character that comes out of me in games, I guess. But yeah, all these injuries are they help you in a way. They they build you mentally and as well so as bad as they are they can if you can focus on the positives can also help you gives it to best he'll take some stopping this will be an amazing try Bradman best raise your back Bradman he has scored a great try here the first time I came across you I was um I was at some court for a state of origin and we got there a little bit early and I was sitting behind the goalpost with pie in hand, beer in the other, waiting for origin. And the under-16s was happening. And um, Queensland took a shot at field goal from about 40 metres out. And the ball looked like it was coming straight at me. And it fell short. And I believe it swayed a little bit to the left. Finish yeah. this story for me. What happens next? Uh, Albert Hoppawade, he um, picked up the ball. I'd just seen the ball bouncing in the end goal. I seen Hopper back there. And he, once he got the ball, he had four Queenslanders to beat. And I just said, oh, we're in a bit of trouble here. But by the, the automatic crazy he, um, Mate, yeah, there, there was the nothing on was there nah, it just looked like a all. dead play yeah, Hopper just grabbed it literally brought dead in the end goal at the very end of the line somehow beat one beat two and then two Queenslanders players I think come together he palms I think they trip into each other or fall into each other and Hopper's running down the sideline and I just seen this opportunity and I just clicked I said oh, like fuck let's go here and then sort of just yeah just ran up beside him and then Drilling past the wing or fullback, whoever it was at the time, and just lucky enough I was there. It was just right time, right place sort of moment, and ended up with a footy in hands and seen some space, and I just took it with both hands and spin it as fast as I could to that try line. And yeah, once I put it down, it was pretty crazy. It all happened so fast and quick that you know, the ball in the huddle was just going. We got two, I think, two minutes to go, boys. Let's hold on here. Mate, you, you had so, probably probably 40 or 50 metres just running on your own, knowing you're about to win the Origin game. It must have been one hell of a feeling. 
it was a pretty crazy feeling once I put that ball down. Um, yeah, I'll never forget it. It was crazy, and oh, we'll just after yeah, we'll just stay like. You have that one, that sort of one day, that one week of whole preparation, and yeah, it comes down to that. It's a pretty crazy feeling. Let's fast forward a few years to 2019. Started off with a few injuries at the start of the year for you, then you make your way back into Jersey Flag. How are you handling yeah. yourself there? Yeah, so I start off with a few injuries because I come back from the schoolboys tour, uh, injured with my MCL, that was my knee. But yeah, bounced back from that, uh, missed a few rounds there. And, um, yeah, got picked in the Jersey Flag side. So I think it was round four. I think we um, played the Raiders down in Canberra. Yeah, it was all new to me because I didn't play 20, so I was actually I was actually pretty nervous. And we had a pretty good team, but um, went down there. Fortunately, we lost that game, lost my 20th debut. But yeah, no, I went, went back to training and watched the videos. I was a bit rusty. Yeah, it was definitely areas I could improve. But yeah, the next week, we got picked again and... Yeah, we started winning. We started getting a um, roll on a bit in the 20s and played, I think it was the next four games for the 20s and I won all them. And then, lucky enough, I got a call-up for um, my cup debut against the Warriors over there. Yeah, unfortunately, my de- debut of my cup game was grade two hamstring. So, you know, yeah, I tore my fascia of my hamstring. So, it wasn't the best. I was pretty filthy because I just wanted to play because it was my debut. I didn't want to go over it. Went all over there for that way, and then only got to play 40 minutes. And I sort of just wanted to play. I wasn't going to tell him, but I was limping around. And then I did my fitness test by the second half, and then yeah, got ruled out, which I was pretty filthy about, pretty upset. Just felt like I let the boys down as well because already uh, man down. Uh, one of the boys got concussed, I think, and then yeah, then I went down, and then that pushed the second row into the centers, and then yeah, the team was all just out of position, playing out of position, so it was tough on them, but pretty annoyed with that. Did you feel like in that 40 minutes you played, you were able to handle the level that was cup footy? Yeah, at the time, I did feel pretty comfortable, actually. I felt like um, I handled myself a lot. Um, I was playing left centre there. With, yeah, it was a pretty good sign. I, mean, I had Phoenix Crosland in my half, and we were pretty young edge. We had a young edge, but like um, the boys trusted me, so I was yeah pretty keen to play, and then I felt like I handled all right. When I left the field at half-time, I were up, I think, or we were drawing, so I thought we were doing all right. I was just annoyed that I had to get taken off through injury. So there was more obstacles to overcome in 2019, but then we get to round 23 of the NRL. Newcastle are playing the Tigers that week. It's your first grade debut. Explain to me how the week leading up went. Tao Tao. Um, Mo got injured, so, yeah, Mo Tao got injured, and then I sort of freed up a spot. Uh, I didn't know who was going to take it, but there was no way I was thinking I was taking it. I didn't think that at all. Um, just come back from injury and I only played about nine nine games, I think it was at that time, for the season. And then we come in for video and um, Brownie just said, oh, please see these three players. And, and I was one of them and I was meeting out the front of the office and a few of the boys clammed staff said, oh, you know, this could be a chance, bro. And I was like, nah, nah, no way. And then um went in there type of the news and I couldn't believe it I just George off and I was like nah fuck are you serious he goes yeah you're gonna play it and then um, yeah just froze up and doubt and first thing the first one I saw was Big Clem and he said you playing I was like yeah bro and he said fuck that's crazy and then gave me a hug and then the staff come gave me a hug bro I was just all mad it was a good vibe and then yeah went into ran and rang me mum and dad and the news to them and yeah it was pretty crazy it was a crazy feeling and 
Yeah, that whole week leading up to it is just also surreal, like everything that happens behind the scenes, like the grade change, like how they do things, the videos, or yeah, it was mad. The first, my first training session, I think it was, so the Tuesday with the boys, was just doing simple pendulum, and I was just so frozen up, like didn't even know what I was doing, like froze up, like. I think the boys were pretty scared going like, you're sweet, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah. And like, Brownie was like, pretty sure Brownie was like, oh, I made the right decision. He said that to a few of the coaches, like, joking around sort of thing. But yeah, my first training session with the boys, uh, it got to me, it all just hit me and I was just, wasn't all there. But yeah, the next week, uh, the few next days, I made sure I was 100% doing everything right. But yeah, the first day was nerve wracking. But other than that, leading up to the week, yeah, I was loving it. I was that keen. When you finally got on the turf, it, it was like a duck to water. You you wouldn't have guessed there was any nerves there whatsoever. The night before, I, was, I don't know, I wasn't even like really nervous. I'd say like when I was growing up, I like, playing big games, I'd get nervous and all that. But yeah, the night before, I was in with KP and he's just so calm and just act like he knows what he's doing. He's done this plenty of times. But yeah, I don't know. I just felt like that might have rubbed off of me, and I was just heaps crazy as well. Wasn't really thinking about like anything, just my job, and yeah, I was just keen to get out of there, I just wanted to pr- prove a point, and yeah, when I went out there, I just was loving it, I was trying to do whatever I could, and even the warm-up lot. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I w- warmed up like usual. All sports are real and new to me, but no, I loved it. I was grateful for the opportunity. So I thank Bernie for giving me the opportunity, but yeah, it was crazy. I loved it. Tell me, mate, what was the experience of making your debut against someone like Benji Marshall? Like, I'm sure growing up, I know when I was growing up, we're around the same age. Like, his highlights were just everywhere. And the stuff he was able to do, like, he, he's just a magician of rugby league. What was it like coming yeah. up against a guy like him? Crazy. And because I was playing on the left side, he was playing on the right. I was just going, oh, like, I'm versing Benji Marshall. Like, not every player gets to do this. And, um, yeah, it was just crazy. I, I take it in and... Um, well, they, they flogged us that night, and credit to them, they, they did play good. But, yeah, no, nah, he was a freak that night and schooled us. And yeah, the, play, play, the players I played against me that night and the boys I played with, it was pretty crazy. Even though we lost, got off the field, the boys were filthy, all angry, but still on a high, I was buzzing. I was just going like, this is mad sort of thing, whereas the boys were heads down like angry as, but no, nah, I was... I was like 50-50. I didn't know whether I could show my emotion. I'd be happy. Like, obviously, I was angry. I was pretty angry with how like, we got flogged. But, yeah, no, nah, I was still happy. I got to see my family after the game. And when I went to see them, I was just awesome. I was like a dream come true. Like, sort of just want to give back to them for everything they've done for me. So, no, nah, it was good. Let's fast forward um, a week later. Uh, you're playing the Gold Coast Titans and you you score your first meat pie in first grade. Um, it's your first. It won't be your last. I know that. You've got a lot more to come. But how was that feeling? That was a mad feeling. 
especially at home, home ground. Um, and we're playing good too. The boys were on. And then next week, we knuckled down and made sure we did everything we could to um, put on the show. It was also old boys weekend, so old boys day. So we wanted to do them proud and we went out there with that mentality. What being the night is, so um, come away the victory. But yeah, score my first try. I was um, yeah, pretty crazy. I scored it in the uh, red and blue. It was um, yeah, it's been come true. There was a hand on it, so they're going to get the rest of the half to score. Oh, wow, they don't need any longer. One more play, and it's Pierce against his old boy. Oh, that's a sweet feeling for Mitchell, and the Knights are rolling into halftime. Tell me, um, we're talking about your first year in first grade. What effect has a bloke like Mitchell Pierce had on your career so far? Yeah, huge. He's played a huge part of mine. Um, first, first moves up to Newcastle. I stayed in my shell a bit. Didn't really open up. Didn't really. I wouldn't really much. I'd talk, but just never really that much. And living with my auntie and uncle in Mayweather for the first month, I didn't have a house, so I was living with my auntie and uncle. He got, yeah, he gave me that opportunity to stay there, so they they looked after me real well there. And um, also, I didn't have a car. Didn't have my license, and he lived two minutes away. And for the first two, three weeks before I got my license, he was picking me up, taking me to training, me off, going, we're going out for brekkie, was doing, going for swims and that. It was just helping me heaps with everything. Just I was just picking up my brain. Like his knowledge around footy is crazy. Like helps so much when you when you listen to him and you know what he's talking about. And he's, yeah, he's just always into me about to be better and just. As a team as well, as a club, he wants to go far and he's got that drive about him. He's a real good leader on and off the field and he's a mad bloke. I love him. He's real funny too. He's a character. Yeah, he's hectic. Away to Pierce. What Ponga got for us this time? Straight through the gap! Alan Ponga, you're a superstar! We've spoken about your captain, Mitchell Pierce. Now I want to know about Caelan Ponga. What effect has he had on your short career so far? Yeah, KP, he's just so good. He's always um, helping me um, improve my game. If we're at a training set, oh, we train on Monday and then we get the video up Tuesday or um, I'm talking and pointing out uh, like on a, on a starting position like, oh, I'll just be wider here so I can find you or something like that. So he's always helping me and um, be around as well. He's, um, he's a funny character. He's good. Always always cruisy as well. He's just he's always cool, calm and just goes about everything with a, in, a good, in a good way. Tell me, is KP a big talker on the field? Yeah, Matthews is always talking. Um, I guess that's his son's role to be a good footballer. You got to talk, but yeah, especially as a fullback, he drives that talk. You can hear him yeah, from anywhere really, and which is what you need. So he's a big talker, and he's always yelling at the forwards, especially to do their job, get back here, go there. But yeah, he's been real good. He's a good talker, and um, yeah, if we're in the video room or he sees something, he'll put his hand up and start straight away, which is good. And then that enlightens everyone else with their knowledge on what he's thinking and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's a big talker. You mentioned uh, Nathan Brown earlier, that he gave you a first-grade debut. Obviously, he's left now. What are the changes you can see in the Newcastle Knights under the new coach? I'm not too sure. Brownie was good to me. He was good to the club. He left us in better hands. Yeah, new coach come in. He's real good. What he's talking about, he's smart. He's... He's tough on us, which is good. And I just hope us boys can pull through. I guess we, we owe it to a lot of people, I reckon, now. The fans, club, um, the old boys. We just come together. and We've stuck through the tough times, so 
hopefully this year we just stick strong and we just play some good footy this year and hopefully we see where it leads us. Tell me about your experiences in the Future Blues program. I know it's something that um, that Brad Fittler's brought in since he's arrived as coach, you know, where he'll gather 50 or 60 of you at the start of the season, whether you're an established New South Wales player or you're a future New South Wales player. What are those camps like? What do you get out of them as a young player? Mad. Um, last one I went to with, yeah, the old players. There's the young ones and then there's the old boys that are, and then the players. And, yeah, he just gets us all together and it's just sing with everyone as well. So it helps to be with around, like, you know, players like Wood, the outside back, that was the Fox, Fergo, Boyvich, Tedesco, like, everyone like, and they all have their say. And um, it's just always good to hear what they say. And uh, Fergo and the Fox's energy together, it's crazy. They're always laughing and just the vibe when they're together is something else. It's that funny, and just to sit back and watch that, yeah, it's pretty mad. So every time I get the opportunity or uh, get invited to an event like that, I'll be yeah, hundred percent hand up. I'll be, I'll be going. Are there a lot of uh, former Origin legends getting around these camps? Plenty. There's always, always players. Uh, Andrew Johns, O'Mealy, Badiris, Husey. Plenty. Yeah, there's, there's always someone, always someone there, always more than one. So that's good. Is there any one of those guys that you've really connected with or learnt something from in, in these camps? Eddie, um, yeah, Badir's played a pretty big role with me. He's, and he's a Nui boy now. so Well, he always has been, but now he's, live, oh, he's living in Nui and so am I. I see him around more and he's have a chat and always asks me how I'm going and jumps on the phone sometimes and just gives me a buzz and everything's going and always checking up on me and stuff like that, so helping me help my game as well and just making sure I'm getting involved in stuff and yeah no nah, he's been he's been pretty good so if I had to say one year it'd be dead tell me in five years time when you're an established first grader what position is Bradman best playing um I hope still centre that well, I guess centre but you know a few of the boys like Clem um DSAF, they reckon I might turn out to be a lock but I don't know I'll say centre Speaking of you possibly turning into a lock, you know, it really is a position that's changing in the modern game nowadays. Uh, we've seen that Connor Watson's training a little bit in the lock role yeah. for you guys this year. How's he been going there? Like, I, I, I think a bloke like Connor Watson with his instinctive talents, he is just made to wear 13. How's he been travelling? Uh, yeah, he's been going good. He's been killing it. Um, he's obviously, yeah, the, he's one of the fittest in the club, the strongest for... His size, probably the strongest, yeah, one of the strongest in the club. And he's just all go, full of energy. And he's, he lo- yeah, loves to work hard and he's w- willing to learn and willing to get better. Um, yeah, it's good. And yeah, he's been going good. So he'll have a big year. Now, before I let you go, um, tell me the name Bradman, where's it come from? Uh, yeah, so I was in my mum's tummy and she didn't have a name. She didn't um, name. She had girls' names if I was going to be a girl, but she didn't have any boys' names. And I think it comes from um, so me. Me pop used to own a barber shop down in Manly. Um, I think it was and pop owned a shop down in Manly, and I think Frank Benici and his wife, or they had a name in mind. It was Bradman, and then my my pop used to cut his hair. Or had this name. I, yeah, pretty sure it was Frank Benici's wife or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Said to this said this name to my papa or Bradman. That's the name we're thinking of. 
um, if we were going to have a boy. Um, he popped, said, oh, that's a great name. Oh, how good's that? And then, yeah, um, got straight on the phone to my mum and said, oh, looking for a boy name, what about Bradman? It's stuck. And, yeah, like, now my name's Bradman. I also think he come a bit from the cricketer as well, but, yeah, that's how it come about. Well, mate, I was told one night sitting at a pub that you were named after a book called The Best of Bradman, and I just thought, surely not. That can't be right. No, nah, I don't. I don't think I was. I've never been told that by my mum or dad or man and pa. I don't think that's a story, mate. It's a very famous name you carry, and uh, I can't wait to watch your career um, unravel uh, over the next ten years. Really looking forward to it. Congrats on your debut last year, and all the best in the future. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another week of the Rugby League Guru podcast. Uh, I've got a really exciting interview coming up next week, one that um, I probably enjoyed a lot more than I ever expected to. I found it really interesting. Uh, A bloke by the name of Blake Wallace, you know, many of you probably haven't heard of Blake Wallace, but his story is amazing. He was was essentially playing New South Wales Cup for the Dragons four years ago. Um, You know, his career wasn't going anywhere fast. There was no NRL clubs really interested in him. He actually managed to land a contract with an unknown club by the name of the Toronto Wolfpack. Blake Wallace has stayed with the Toronto Wolfpack since their very first year, back in 2015 or 2016, I believe. He's the only player to come from the very start to where they are now, playing in the Super League. So he's gone from playing in New South Wales Cup to playing in Toronto Rugby League in a comp against complete amateurs to now lining up with Sonny Bill Williams in the English Super League in just a historical moment for Rugby League, having a team from Toronto playing in the Super League. He's got an unbelievable story to tell and just the story of the Toronto Wolfpack from a player's perspective on the inside of the camp, it was nothing short of amazing. Um, I highly advise you tune into that one. You will love it. Thanks for tuning in again. Make sure you like, subscribe, share to all your mates and remember, kick to corners and always play smart footy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.